This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Tabsi, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Tabsi? I'm very, very well this morning. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's so lovely to have you on. And it's very fitting that we really talk about this particular conversation. As you know that it's crunch time. We are in an election season now. And there's a lot of bargaining that these political parties are going to be doing. And we need to more or less sift through and look at what they're promising and what they've been doing over the years to champion some of these issues, especially this issue issue over the scourge of gender-based violence. I want us to listen to uh, the EFF leader, Julius Malema, in one of the uh, snippets, uh, clips uh, that uh, really he made or what he said uh, in, I think it was in 2021, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or 2022, around there, uh, where he was talking about uh, this particular issue. I think it was after uh, that incident uh, around Zamazamas and the rape case. Uh, yeah, uh, he was, yeah, he was weighing in on this but let's talk about this because uh, this was one dark period uh, for South Africa and this is where we saw uh, just a call for all efforts to be intensified in addressing uh, the issue of gender-based violence and just crime in general. Comrades, the issue of gender-based violence must be confronted by all of us. Whether the Zamazamas who raped our sisters are from Lesotho or are not from Lesotho, we don't care. They are criminals and they must be dealt with as such. Their nationality is not important. The South African police must start acting on criminals. When this rape happened, the police must stop talking too much English. They must go there with clear barricades and barricade the whole squatter camp and get into each and every house, a shack or a house we don't care. We are looking for rapists here. You are going to have to release this rapist because if you hide rapists, you are actually encouraging rape yourself. We need a militant program into that squatter camp. And we need, because we're told that in that squatter camp, actually the issue of rape is a daily activity. It's only now that it got exposed. But they are raping young women, they are raping old gogos, they are raping old women during the day as they walk they don't even wait for darkness they grab them rape them they open cases nothing happens so we cannot have a capitalist government avoiding this serious 
Yeah, that is the EFF leader, Julius Malema, there just weighing in on that particular incident that I told you about and just more or less highlighting where we find ourselves. We are at crossroads here at Tabsi, and you can hear him just saying there that we don't need to be lenient, especially or turn a blind eye, especially when even the elderly are living in fear where this scourge is concerned. Political parties, what they're saying, should we take them with a pinch of salt or are we seeing them living up to these, you know, sayings, rhetorics and everything else that they point to us? Looking at the fact that we are in an election here this year, Tapsi? Hi, may you please repeat that question again? Yeah, yeah, I was saying to you here, Tabsi, that uh, we've just listened to a, a clip here uh, from Julius Malema, the EFF leader, who was talking about how we need to be radical in our approach uh, to the issues of gender-based violence and femicide. And I was saying to you that, uh, you know, as political parties say some of these things, and we are in an election year, uh, do we see them living or being true to what they say? Should we take what they say with a pinch of salt or really uh, more or less read into what they is saying and capitalize on that in ensuring that they live up to their promises. What what have been your experience your experience with political parties and what they tend to say? So basically, um, number one, um, in my activism space, mm. I don't believe in political party um, Iran's or anything else that they mm. implement. I I'm just focused on the fact on the on the basis of me just being a queer activist, a gender-based violence activist, and I look in queer issues, I look in women issues, and then I read books. So political parties for me are are things I do not really, really engage into, but um, sometimes I would listen to just a little bit of uh, phrases, maybe from, from Julius Malema or a few other politicians, just to understand what ex- what exactly um, are they trying to bring in when it comes to political education? But otherwise, um, with in regards to um, what Julius Malema um, was speaking about in 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 the clip that you just play, uh, played, you know, um, this is the time where people well, where political parties want us to vote for them, right? Yeah. And they obviously expect they would do they'll do anything and say anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I do not hate them, I don't have any problem with any political party. I don't have a problem with the EFF. I just feel that there is a need of honesty, mm-hmm. and also um, what exact in these what assurance are we holding on? as activists to ensure that that whatever he's speaking about in that speech um, and, the, and the promises he's making uh, will be implemented. Yeah, I mean, you're right to say uh, politics and politicians will always be uh, politicians and uh, we need to sift through uh, what uh, they're saying here. Uh, But I mean, parties like EFF, they have uh, that radical uh, women's desk uh, that uh, you would see them always visible when there's a case where they need to be uh, visible here. And uh, one would then uh, say that we need to see all of these political parties having somewhat of a, 
a sensitive space or a, a, a desk or uh, you know so, somewhat of a, a institution within the organization that would look out uh, for these particular issues in a way that uh, we don't see them uh, being more or less rallied around during the elections and they're left there uh, but also to say that we need to hear uh, what you say in your policies that will give us a sense uh, that you are a party that is looking out uh, for its people. I mean, often you would see activists calling uh, the government out uh, to say that uh, you don't even have programs here. I know the Department of Women uh, and, and Children uh, and within the presidency is the one that is always uh, catching the flag around activists saying that we don't see programs from government uh, that would speak to issues of safety, issues of awareness and uh, their likes. So we need to uh, more or less then uh, see intention, more intention coming from these political parties at Tapsi. Please repeat the last, what was the last word? I was saying that we need to see intention uh, from uh, these political parties in terms of living up to what they're saying, even in the policies, uh, in, in what they're basically uh, promising, so that it's not something that is a once-off, but it's something that they live uh, on. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I love what you've actually brought through. Um, you know, in terms of them... It's something that they should have done before these times of election dates, mm. whereby, you know, there should be a policy at hand and mm. there should be work, uh, groundwork that's supposed to be done um, to show that whatever that they they are trying to implement or trying to, to bring in as change, there is something mm. concrete enough that way we can look at. So I like the part of the policy if we could have a policy that could be in place and in hand, but also um, act towards it because actions speak louder than words, you know. Mm, yeah. And it's 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 not something for us to to lay back and say, you know, um, we can assure that you'll be doing such work. You know, you promise a lot. Um, you promise so much awareness programs um, um, fighting for women's safety, inclusion and empowerment, but yet um, because you are not, you have not taken things seriously, um, you have not did any policies and uh, changes of policies and, and, and also including these uh, problems of gender-based violence, it becomes an issue, you know. Yeah, it, it does, and, and and that's why often uh, you would hear activists even saying that we need to see more intention from government. We need to see uh, them working around the budget uh, for uh, these kind of programs in a way that uh, they too become a culture within government, whereby awareness is something that they champion and they live on every day. In terms of championing and uh, pushing for uh, just safe spaces, I mean the been calls over time for more of these safe houses to be uh, you know unveiled to see each and every community having uh, some sort of a center and we are more or less moving at a snail's pace in ensuring that we protect uh, the marginalized i'm just thinking about someone that uh, you know has suffered abuse over the years and they want to now leave that particular uh, toxic environment uh, where, where do they go uh, in in that uh, particular sense 
governance. So we need to see uh, then uh, more intention from government in a way uh, that would see uh, the rollout of infrastructure meant to protect and creating safe spaces uh, for those people that are victims here. Um, you know, uh, uh, just to add on to that, so mm. there's an organization called Limbasadi Foundation mm. um, that deals with um, um, gender-based violence and LBQ uh, queer women, right? Mm. And it's actually a, a home, a shelter, with, which which shelters um, majority that are, that would be women, right? Mm. And in this when I was, before I served as a board of directors, I sat down with the managing director and I had to discuss with Nsantla to ask her what exactly happens within the abuse of of women and how are they violated. And, you know, when it comes to the safe housing, um, you know, you get some, you get broader problems with either they're abused by their 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 boyfriends or husbands mm. um to an extent that sometimes because of them bearing kids and having um um extended family it becomes a problem and then they end up being violated or you know sometimes they would date another maybe for example a, a lesbian woman would date another woman and it becomes a problem to that other woman's husband and the husband mm. then um violates the other lesbian because you've now um you've now taken what is mine you know they become very homophobic in that stance so it also takes me back to the fact that there are so many political parties such as ANC as well for example that has promised so much that they have not done so much right Mm. and these it, it takes me back to these departments where they're supposed to be issuing funds you know, there's so many shelters that can help women, that can help them out of the circumstances where you can report to in terms of centers. But mm-hmm. where is that particular funding? Where is DSD? Where is the rest of the other the other the other government stakeholders that could mm-hmm. support? Right. But besides that, that's out of the topic. It takes me back to politicians. Is that mm-hmm. what? collaboration and partnerships are they making to ensure that that is being implemented before the voting date because this is all about the voting date right Mm -hmm. and it does not make sense that there is i've never heard of any political parties that has given funds or are there to see which centers are operating for for reporting gender-based violence cases against women and children or even other vulnerable groups such as LGBTIA plus community. Mm. And, and yeah, uh, there's just a lot uh, that we can uh, really speak about where uh, the governing party is concerned. I mean, I'm just reading what the EFF is saying here uh, in this document that I have before me. They're saying that uh, the, the EFF recognizes and acknowledges that women's struggles have worsened in the past 30 years of the democratic dispensation with women suffering all forms of violations and brutality from all walks of life, especially uh, the government itself. South Africa is a deeply violent society that continues to wrestle with the impact of decades of institutionalized racism, sexism, exclusion, structural violence and other factors uh, that have continued to undermine human development and positive social uh, coercion. 
election. How do we ensure as we go, uh, you know, into uh, these particular elections and beyond uh, that uh, really we tend to become sensitive as a nation and we become aware of all of these developments around us and the triggers that may happen within this society. Tabsi, I want you to speak to, uh, you know, politicians, to speak to uh, political parties uh, that are vying for our votes as we head to the elections here in terms of what activists would want to uh, see on their manifesto or hear from them in a way that we would say that their governance would matter beyond the election. So maybe I'm giving you an opportunity here to just speak to them, uh, you know, on behalf of activists, on behalf of queer people, women, and those that have really suffered, have been marginalized over time. Uh, just speak to these politicians, uh, Tabsi. All right. Thank you. Um, so I would, I would like uh, the, the the politicians to be very honest with themselves. Um, I just want, I've just got a few questions and comments, you know, um, what assurance can we hold on as activists to ensure that the promises that are being made in their, uh, in, in, in their manifestos are, being, are going to be amended and implemented? What, what assurance can we have and those are the type of uh, type of questions that I have right now for the politicians. And the other question is that is if the EFF is not voted into power, will they still implement and serve to the promises and change that they are trying to bring for the GBV and the LGBTIQ plus community? It's not only the what we want to see is original work, groundwork, and showing us that there is a, a, a sense of interest in helping us with our hate, our, our hate crimes that are rising up within GBV and LGBTI, LGBTIQ plus community people. And also, um, what step in power will, will, will EFF take if they come into power? And if gender-based violence and hate crimes continue to arise, not just to EFF, but to other political parties, if, uh, if a certain hate crime comes to arise so badly, what power, what step will they take for us to see that they are actually assuring to our safety? And since all these promises are made to the, the GBV and the LGBTI community, what proof does EFF have on its capacity building, collaborations, empowerment, inclusion with human rights and LGBTI organization on the ground, on the groundwork, um, which is, we, this, is, this is a question that I, I would like to, yeah. to, to ask every political party, not just EFF again, yeah. that what capacity and collaboration and empowerment and inclusion are they going to be having with human rights organizations and LGBTI organizations and how are they willing to also interact and find yeah. ways of communication? Um, my cry out to politicians is that let us not take this um, just as something that is small, but also take it to heart that there's an rise of hate crimes, um, there's an rise of gender-based violent cases in South Africa. Let us not just take this for for voting, because voting, yes, will vote a certain political party to be in power, but will they be changed 
into empowering um, our our vulnerable vulnerable groups and minority groups. And were they are they what assurance can they give us to say they will give us change mm. as they as they are given power? Hmm. I'm hoping that uh, they're listening to us uh, this morning. Those are very tangible questions uh, that each and every one of them uh, would need to contend with as they rally behind uh, these communities, uh, as they rally uh, and woo, uh, try to win people's votes, uh, really, uh, as we go into the elections. What assurance can we hold on uh, onto in terms of the promises uh, there by your manifesto that you'll see uh, these particular uh, promises uh, through, if not voted into power, uh, will we see the same vigor, the same interest, the same approach, uh, the same energy uh, that you are giving us now uh, as you want uh, the votes? What change uh, can we expect uh, from uh, these political parties uh, in terms of looking at uh, the status quo and the challenges, uh, the crisis uh, that uh, you know people are facing as we speak right now? Proof of capacity building, collaboration, empowerment and inclusion. The proof is in the pudding. So activists would like to see your work, your record, your track record and how then you're willing to maintain and sustain this beyond the elections and also just a plea there from Tabzi to say let's not just take this for granted we're dealing with human lives here and we are in a crisis we're dealing with a lot of issues that are coming out from members of the LGBTQI plus A community and even women, children and the marginalized. I'm hoping Tabzi that they're listening this morning and we'll see a little bit of change going forward. So how do we get hold of you, Tabzi? How can someone who's listening to us who's like, you know what, I have been going through the most, uh, you know, I need that shelter, I need support, I need an ear, I need a shoulder, I need someone to just talk to. Uh, that would actually give me a sense of hope uh, in terms of what one has been going through over time. We are in a crisis right now in a crossroads. So how can they get hold of you, Tabzi? Okay, so if they can get hold of me on my cell phone number, mm. I do not mind anybody um, WhatsApping me anytime because mm. then it is my love, um, it is my case, it's my responsibility that mm. everybody is taking care of. Mm. Um, uh, it is my responsibility to see um, myself provide the love as an experienced person of hate crime, hate speech. So mm. anybody can just contact me on zero seven three. Mm. Four three five You are welcome to call me anytime, WhatsApp me anytime, and will we'll, I will try my best to provide uh, the, the, the as much as information and and take you to the necessary service providers such as Iranti, Parents, Families, and Friends of South African Queers. Um, there's many other organisations that are that are there to, that are able to assist you. Labour Society Foundation is also there to assist you. Access Chapter Two is is there to assist you. Um, there's a lot of people that we can refer you to in terms of um, different issues. Um, so just WhatsApp me on zero seven two four three five thirteen seventy six. All right, zero seven two four three five. 
1376 those are tubsy uh, numbers here and you can also uh, just maybe do best and check tubsy art on social media i know your handle is at tubsy activist so i guess i'd encourage people to also uh, just follow your work uh, but thank you very much for giving us your time uh, this morning tubsy and we're hoping that uh, we'll see a little bit of change here and just more or less uh, of a resolute approach uh, to uh, these particular issues uh, during the elections and beyond. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Before we just walk away, there's something I just want to, I just want to say again, just add on the last, on the last point. Yeah. Um, Iranti is an organization based in, is based in Johannesburg and they have a queer sauna that has been done every year, right? Mm. Where we plead with, um, with, you know, being added to the sonar, being budgeted for mm. for certain programs, and also emphasizing on different laws and emphasizing on different advocacy of the LGBTI individuals. So there's something I've realized is that, you know, even our ANC itself never takes us uh, serious in terms of our cries. Mm. Sometimes they can hear our cries and, and, our, and how we are amplifying our voices for the LGBTI community, but never take us serious. So, you know, we are urging that also political parties in the near future, whenever we have queer soldiers, that they also uh, have a look at these people and the activists and what they are trying to, to, to voice out so that they know where are, where are we and where are the problems. Yeah, Tabsi, we'll check that out. Uh, that's a bright and brilliant idea uh, around queer sonar. We need queer budget. We need queer, 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 uh, so that uh, really we push uh, that this message of inclusion as much as we can. Uh, thank you for your time, Tabsi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.